If a crisis does anything positive for us, it shows us the quality of our leadership. That's as true in the secular realm as it is in the church. And boy, have we seen some truly terrible stands taken by our Episcopal leaders lately. Today, I have two stories for you about bad declarations made by the bishops. And I'll finish with a story covering one courageous bishop taking a stand that will probably torpedo his career because he refused to go along to get along. So let's get into this, but I want to remind you that if you're watching this on YouTube, to click that notification bell on the lower right-hand side under the screen to keep up with what's going on with this channel. And if you're not subscribed, please do so and join what might be the fastest-growing Catholic community on YouTube. Anyway, let's dive in. First, we revisit a person and an archdiocese we haven't visited on this channel in quite some time. Cardinal Supich, friend of this channel, has done something so unthinkable that our forebears in the faith have to be shaking in utter disgust. Supich has banned baptisms in his diocese without his permission, even emergency baptism. Think about the implications of that, and then ask yourself a basic question. Does Cardinal Supich believe in the necessity of baptism? Let's get into the story because I didn't believe it when I first saw it. This article comes from LifeSite, who are basing it on the more measured language of an article from the Catholic News Agency. But I'm going to quote LifeSite. Quote, Supich's priests have been told that during the crisis, the emergency celebration of baptism requires permission of the bishop, despite canonical norms permitting anyone, even a layperson, to celebrate baptism in a true emergency. LifeSite has been informed that this policy has not been publicly posted. However, when challenged by Twitter users, Condon, the CNA author, posted parts of a document, including a paragraph stating, All weddings and baptisms must be postponed and can be rescheduled only when the order is lifted. There is no exception to this, regardless of the size of the group. However, in the case of an extreme emergency for baptism, please seek the permission of your bishop. End quote. In case of an extreme emergency for baptism, please seek the permission of your bishop. Yes, they said that. They really, really said that. Cardinal Supich really did issue orders to that effect. And for what reason? Not all dioceses are going that are in that extremely bad position. And, you know, for good reason. The supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls. It's why the church permits non-believers to baptize as long as they say the right formulation of the baptism I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, while also intending to do what the church does when we baptize, even if they don't share our theology. The salvation of souls comes first. It's the supreme law of the church. It doesn't come after material safety of the believers or of the priests. But here we have an example of sheer hubris of our leadership on full display. I want you to think now about the consequences of this action. And then ask yourself if any prelates who issue an order like this actually believes in the necessity of baptism. Ask yourself if they share the faith. Yeah, this m makes me mad. It really truly does. This order is but one of many orders being issued by American bishops right now that violate canon law. Yes, you have a right to the sacraments regardless of what some might tell you, unless you have been officially interdicted or excommunicated. That's not the case with our present crisis. So, before we get into the next abuse, let's have a look at what you can do. You, as a faithful Catholic, have the right to perform an emergency baptism. Yes, yes you do. Many of you have holy water on hand. 
Though in truth, any water will do the trick as long as it's clean. All you need is the intention to do what the church does when it administers the sacrament of baptism. And to say aloud, again, I said this already, but again, you say aloud, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it. That's all you need to do. Under normal circumstances, we let the priests and bishops and deacons administer the sacraments. But in an emergency, you can do so yourself, at least with baptism. The classic example used is if you see a person dying from a car accident and ask them if they'd like to be baptized. You can baptize them in that scenario with their permission, and it is 100% valid. We've seen another abomination happen, the suppression of the sacrament of confession in various dioceses around the U.S. This is quoting from the same CNA article, and I'm lumping it in here with the abuse mentioned above. Quote, on Wednesday, the Archdiocese of Newark circulated a memo to all serving in the Archdiocese, reiterating various policies already in force and issuing new directives. Among the new policies, Vicar General Monsignor Thomas Nidegger announced that the Sacrament of Reconciliation is suspended until further notice when the accept, with the exception of an extreme emergency. On Thursday, spokesperson for the Archdiocese of Newark told CNA that an extreme emergency is understood to be danger of death in pericolo mortis in canonical legislation. Danger of death is a technical canonical term referring to the proximate danger of death from a particular cause. In that technical sense, danger of death does not include a generalized fear of danger of death, even if well-founded. Restricting confession to emergency cases, especially if such cases are only understood to refer to danger of death, in the technical sense, is effectively a blanket ban on access to sat the sacrament for most Catholics most of the time, even while the right to the sacrament is enshrined in canon law. Canon 843, paragraph 1 of the Code of Canon Law states that the sacred ministers cannot refuse the sacraments to those who ask for them at appropriate times, are properly disposed, and are not prohibited by law from receiving them. Canon 988, paragraph 1 requires that a member of the Christian faithful is obliged to confess in kind and in number all serious sins committed after baptism. While the minimum requirement of the law is for all Catholics to confess at least once a year, the Church recommends the season of Lent as a special time for confession in preparation for Easter. End quote. Okay, so to review, no emergency baptisms in Chicago and no confession in New Jersey. Got it. Both orders are on their face canonically illegal, which means that no one is obliged to obey them, as they violate both canon law and the supreme law of the church. And some people wonder why I tell them to go find an SSPX priest to hear their confession during this present crisis. Anyway, let's get to the last bad news story before we get to some good news. Headline from LifeSite. Two bishops advise to Catholics in Lenten crisis. Eat meat on Fridays. The Bishop of Boston and the Bishop of Metuchen, New Jersey, declared to their flocks that Lenten abstinence from meat on Fridays is no longer binding. Yeah, it's no longer binding. Now, it's in those dioceses, though. Now, for the record, I keep the Friday fast every Friday of the year, save for when a major feast lands on a Friday and, on the fri and also on the Friday after Easter. So it's a second nature to me at this point. But let's get to the point of the article and the declaration made by these bishops. Quoting the LifeSite article, which is uh, written by Philip Lawler, quote, Bishops advising Catholics to ease up on their Lenten sacrifices. As I remarked to the Daily Caller, 
in time of trouble, the time-honored Catholic response is to call for more prayer and fasting, not less. But in Metuchen, New Jersey, Bishop James Cecchio said that the rule for meatless Fridays during Lent would be lifted in light of the many other sacrifices that are suddenly we are suddenly experiencing. Boston's Cardinal Sean O'Malley took the same astonishing step. It's inconceivable. Well, at least this week I would have thought it was inconceivable that a Catholic bishop would advise his people to pray a bit less. Yet in traditional Catholic practice, prayer and fasting are inextricably linked, particularly during Lent. Actually, there are three elements to the traditional Lenten routine, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Would any bishop suggest that Catholics should be less generous during the during this crisis? I'm searching for the place in the gospel where our Lord says that this kind is cast out only by cheeseburgers. End quote. Yes, apparently we've suffered enough, according to these bishops. Not that we should fall to our knees and pray for our Lord's forgiveness for our sins, nor that we should attend Mass more often or go to confession. There's no public repudiation of sins that the Church has either quietly been ignoring or, worse, publicly been undermining the teaching against for decades now. Nope, none of that. Instead, we've suffered enough. Got it. Yes, this stuff makes me mad, and frankly, I'm tired of having to explain to those trying to lead us out of the church that the Catholic Church is the bark of Peter and membership in it is necessary for salvation when we have these people counter, you know, contradicting everything we're saying, even though what I just said is all dogma of the church. In light of this terrible leadership, it's little wonder why traditionalist parishes were, and probably will after this crisis has passed, continue to fill up and why collections continue to dry up at ordinary diocesan parishes. But enough negativity. Let's end this on a positive note. We go to an article from Church Militant for this one. Yeah, I know, Church Militant for a positive story. Quote, Bishop Joseph Strickland of the Diocese of Tyler won't back a declaration by the Texas Catholic Conference of Bishops that calls on Governor Greg Abbott to lift penalties against health care rationing at hospitals amid the growing affliction. In essence, the declaration would give hospitals carte blanche to decide who gets to live and who gets to die among afflicted victims, regardless of their reasons for choosing one patient over another. Published Friday, the Statement on Scarce Health Care Resources declares that critical medical triage decisions are best left to the professional judgment of health care providers. In order to encourage this sound practice of medicine, the bishops support the governor waiving regulations and statutes which could result in fines, civil liability, and even criminal charges for decisions related to the allocation of resources during this declared disaster. The statement continues. Pro-life observers note to the uninitiated, the statement may read as reasonable, but the devil is in the details. One analyst who asked to remain anonymous told Church Militant Saturday that the TCCB wants to remove legal protections that hold physicians accountable, measures designed to ensure doctors practice good medicine. The ability to sue helps keep bad behavior in check, stressing that patients and their families must have legal recourse, especially in times of crisis, as now. End quote. Okay, so this comes while the doctors that have the ear of the president say that there is no present need to enforce rationing of medical supplies or services. That, of course, may vary depending on where you are in the U.S., but overall the situation is such that no rationing is required. Yet the Texas bishops are supporting essentially a policy of euthanasia. Why? Any way you cut it, Bishop Strickland will need your support. He's going to be getting precious little of it from the bishops moving forward. We need more bishops like Strickland of Tyler, Texas. 
And when men like him take a stand in the name of the faith and in the name of sanity, they usually suffer for it. So pray for him and defend him publicly. If you're in Texas, let the bishops know you stand with Bishop Strickland. Sorry if it was a little less restrained today than usual. I'm sure you understand. Anyway, please pray for the church. Clearly, our bishops need our prayers, now more than ever. And thanks to the patrons of this channel, who continue to support this work during these uncertain times. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.